0: Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Unleashed. It's me, Dave McMahon. Glad you could be here with us. Today, Unleashed is brought to you by Niagara Mobile Rust Proofing. And we're broadcasting live from Niagara's only online radio station, 4680q.ca, also 4680q.com. I am very happy to have in the studio with me, right here in Niagara Falls, Anna Pierce, who is the Vice President and Manager of Niagara Helicopters. Now, uh, Anna and I share something in common, and that is our love for animals, and in particular, our love for dogs. Uh, welcome to the program,
1: Anna. Well, thank you for having me, Dave. Very, very much appreciated. And you're absolutely right. I love my boys have two beautiful puppies and i love even more yours <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you thank you i'm having a blast with my uh my labrador retriever named betty we named her after betty white uh, she is uh coming up on nine months old already they grow really fast and i want to say right off the top of the bat of the show here and Thank you so much for allowing myself and my students from the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy to come to Niagara Helicopters on multiple occasions. Uh, Thank you for accommodating us and allowing us an opportunity to socialize our dogs on your property and desensitize our dogs to the distraction stimuli of the helicopters flying overhead. You have gone above and beyond... uh, no, uh, no pun intended. There, you've got above and beyond <laughs> it, with it's... with accommodating us, and uh, and all of my clients are so happy that you've allowed us to come onto the property. Like I said, and and get the dogs trained to down and stay and do their obedience skills while fl- helicopters are flying uh, above of us. Thank you, Anna.
1: We that I look forward to that event every single year. I know that during the COVID years we had a little bit of a of a break, but. That is one of my highlights, honestly. Just seeing all of the puppies, just lined up there, and they are so good. You've done such a great job with them, all of them. I'm just amazed. I stand up and at, by my window, and I just stare at them. Just, I know my two. My two are, are you know, a little bit <laughs> not well trained. Most, they're very spoiled and very stubborn. I know they would probably be giving you a run for your money that's for sure but the ones in your class my goodness they yeah. are amazing amazing
0: uh, thank you thank you and i've got a good bunch of human uh students because as you know anna we train the people on how to train the dogs
1: and you know i that's one thing that i really really admire about you dave when you when you correct you never correct the annual animal ever mm-hmm. you're always going to the to the parent and saying. This is what you need to do. Yes. And this is how you need to do it. And that I've noticed that over and over over the years that yeah. you you praise the, the pup and you talk to the parent. And that makes all the difference to me.
0: Yeah, it's true. Well, from my perspective, training the dog owner how to train their dog is really three quarters of the battle. I mean, we need the dog owner to be willing to learn and follow what we teach them. And the thing is, as you know, Anna, everyone who comes to us gets a different varying degree Of success. What people need to know is that you will get as much out of the training as you want to get out of the training. Some of our clients practice with their dogs every day, twice a day, three times a day, and other clients might only practice twice a week or once a week, so they're not going to get as many results. As the folks that are practicing every day, so.
1: And then there's the rest of us who just coddle our dogs and yeah. make them spoiled, rotten, and they never listen to us in the first place. But you know, we love them anyway.
0: <laughs> and I've never been on a helicopter. Talk, oh, about, talk, talk about a quick change of subject.
1: After all of these years, I have you never. Been up.
0: No, I've, I've never like been you. up, up and away in a helicopter. <laughs> Uh, I, I may shit myself. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have a little bit of anxiety about flying on the plane.
1: And the so. only way to counteract that is to actually come up and do it. Because once you're in there, everyone tells us the same thing. I have problems with heights. Heights, if, you're, if you have something to kind of um, show you how far up you are, it's a lot different than when you're kind of floating. You don't feel the height when you're over it. It almost feels like you're, it's surreal, like you're on like a, a you know, a Disney, a Disney okay. amusement. Okay, so it'll feel like I'm on ride.
0: some kind of ride.
1: It will, it will. Once but not
0: a free... real helicopter ride.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm getting better.
0: I'm getting better on the planes because we fly to the islands, do the all-inclusive thing and, you know, all the various different islands, and I'm, and I'm getting better flying, but uh, I'm going to have to force myself to go on Niagara Helicopters helicopter.
1: You, you <laughs> let us know when you're ready to do it, and we'll make sure we'll we'll put you on with a gentle pilot, and he'll talk to you through the whole thing. Yes, can I can
0: request a gentle pilot? You can. Okay. You
1: can. In years past, I couldn't guarantee you. Now I can. (laughs) So
0: you know who's a bit calmer. Flying over the falls, you know, getting close to the falls, that would blow my freaking mind.
1: Especially people growing up from Niagara Falls. They have... uh, That's the best experience for the people of Niagara. We have a a local special that we do. every uh, From the start of the Winter Festival of Lights, straight through until the May 2-4 weekend, every weekend... Everyone in the Niagara region, and that's regional, from Grimsby, Fort Erie, we don't care where you're from, it's $92 per person, which is like half of the price. So for every person in the region who wants to come in, it's 92 for adults, 70 I think 75 for kids. Which is a good deal. It's And that's taxes included, all in. And then you, you can fly over the falls and see the whole area, and when you, everybody who does it, they come back and they say the same thing. I had no clue.
0: Now, how long is the ride? It's not a very long ride, typically.
1: It's 12 minutes with the boarding time, and then uh, we actually do the flight over the falls. About six minutes of it is over the falls itself, but you get a great view of the entire city.
0: Now, you could take pictures, which people do.
1: Oh, you have to. Right. (laughs) Right. We have people streaming from up there. They're not yeah. supposed to. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's no what I was going to ask you about. I don't have any air air marshals up there, so <laughs> they they stream from there all the time.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so much to talk about. Um, how long have you been with Niagara Helicopters as the general manager and, and the uh, vice president?
1: So I became the GM and vice president in 2012 when the... Um, when the business was purchased from our former owner Rudy Hoffman, but I've been working for Rudy. I started my career there. <clears throat> it's been 40 years now.
0: Four zero 40 years.
1: Four zero years. I started selling tickets when I was two. <laughs> <laughs> I started selling tickets for him when uh, he took over in 1983, and then uh, we were. We've been together ever since until he he sold the business, him and um, I'm not sure if you remember, you might remember Ev McTaggart. She used to be the co-owner there. She was one of the, the people that actually helped spearhead the casino coming in to town, but she was my... Uh, my mentor taught
0: me. I may have met her. I doesn't stand out. I had the pleasure of meeting the past uh, proprietor Rudy of Niagara Helicopters through my f- good friend Pete Dichter years ago. But uh, Rudy, what a what a what a great guy Rudy was, you know. And he was also an animal lover, dog lover. You know?
1: Oh, we had. I think uh, the the year that we started, we had Duke, who was uh, a mutt, but he was a guard dog with a very thick chain on him. He was. Uh, a real guard dog. He didn't let anybody near the building unless you were introduced. To he him.
0: liked German Shepherds, right? If I'm not mistaken, Rudy?
1: After Duke passed, he ended up um, he ended up buying uh, uh, Tina. And there was, from her, there was uh, another guy, Wolfie. And then from then on until he was actually selling the property, he always had German Shepherds there. Always. Yeah. Every single. And they were like, everything from brilliant which every one of them was brilliant i always told rudy they run him they did <laughs> they were from two
0: so he uh, was a softy rest- when you say they ran him he was a softy
1: oh he was when it came to his
0: dogs he was a softy oh,
1: he those were his babies yeah those are his babies like he he would rather he would rather yell at a human than he would ever at his dog he would never even raise his voice to those dogs not even a little bit he loved them with all of his heart yeah so yeah and what's
0: he doing nowadays playing golf or
1: he's actually moved back to switzerland he's married he married a lovely niagara falls girl they moved out to uh switzerland they're living in in zurich nice and uh traveling a lot every once I in a while i told my
0: girlfriend's not to call when i'm doing the show
1: <laughs> They're not listening? Hope
0: my wife Deb isn't listening.
1: (laughs) I think she's busy doing
0: something more important. (laughs) So he's gone to Switzerland.
1: He's gone to Switzerland. He's living the high life. He said um, he's quite happy. He's traveling. He's um, going to see the Greek islands and traveling to Mexico and, you know, living the life that he he actually deserves because he really did a lot. He did so much for that business and for Niagara. Falls. The fact that
0: you have that much respect and admiration for what was once your boss and I believe friend is oh. is remarkable.
1: One of my best Because friends. a lot of
0: people don't speak so highly of their boss and and you certainly do or well, your your we former were, boss rather.
1: He used to say we <clears> were two two peas in a pod. We were kind of like yin and yang because every time um, he would he would kind of come up with ideas and then we would just bounce them off of each other. Which what, what should we do what should we do? And then we'd come up with this great plan between the two of us. So it was, it was always a really great partnership because um, he listened. That's the big thing. He listened and he said he had respect, and not only to me, but all the rest of his employees too. All of the guys that were in the management stayed on after he, he left the business. They are still there.
0: Yeah, the man, the man left his mark. I mean, uh, he did. you know, he's a legend.
1: He is. He is to this day.
0: So the new owners took over when?
1: In 2012, actually, they took over in 2012. Again, legends in the helicopter industry. These, this is now. Um, these
0: people weren't green in the business, right? Oh, the ones that took over. So not the group, at the all. group that currently owns it, they came with experience.
1: Much. Um, so they had a ton of experience with the helicopter end of things, but none with the tourism end of things. Okay. So this is their, uh, this was their first tourism organization, and so they were on a learning curve with me. And of course, it was, it was. Really funny because they were nervous at first because I thought, well, Rudy's the glue that holds everything together, and I and I agreed and I said, yep, I said he was the glue. I said, but I said, there's there's a few of us here that can actually you know rearrange the pieces and make sure that it all works, and so the the original management team that was there that actually did all the behind the scenes work stayed on, so that was an easy transition for them and we they learned and that. And we're so so thankful. They learn very quickly, and they. I'm happy
0: to hear that you're happy with the new owners. Oh,
1: extremely, <clears throat> extremely. They are, they they are very responsive. If they see an opportunity, they'll jump on it. They don't um, micromanage at all. They just kind of say, you know what? As long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, everything yeah, is good. Yeah, do
0: your job. Everybody leaves you alone. Yeah. yeah,
1: and one of the things we were we were nervous about a few things with. Um, the changeover, because I know Rudy was very, um, community oriented. He wanted to make sure that the community still got some, some support from us in whatever way that was. So we were kind of nervous whether or not they would be, um, carrying that tradition on. And sure, shooting, they absolutely did. They said, you know, this is a successful model and we want to continue that. So Whatever you guys are doing is is going to continue going. So they allowed us to do um, a lot of community work. For example, we have a policy. Any charitable organization in the Niagara region, if they come to us and ask for a pass for their charitable organization, they'll get it. There's no questions asked. Nice, nice. Um, The second thing, the most most extensive that, that we do is with the search and rescue operation with the, the law enforcement. We do a lot of work with them.
0: I knew you did a lot of work with the law enforcement.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Niagara, yep. Niagara Parks Police.
1: Yep. Niagara Regional Police. And the firefighters now are, um, they're actually taking the lead on that, on the heart program. So uh, their rope team, which I didn't even know we had a rope team, but we apparently have a rope <laughs> team at the fire department. And uh, they're very highly skilled and those guys are um, training with us to, to make sure that they have all of the, the skills that they need to actually hang from the bottom of a helicopter <laughs> when need be. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've got some good pictures. Oh, we've got some great pictures and a uh, lot of great stories. Some some really, really uh, fun things that, that have happened that, uh, you know
0: what stands okay, out guys. in your mind give me give me something really really fun that stands out in your mind at the one forefront
1: that you'll, you'll appreciate is you know the dog rescue stuff that was that was a good one because
0: yes we uh, talked we off talked. air <laughs> we were talking off air uh ed learn and his wife bernadette learn from ed learn ford uh, of course one of their dogs uh, had went missing right and so ed contacted past owner rudy and said look can you help us find the dog i believe that's kind of how it went, exactly and, it, and, how it, went yes. and they ended up successfully uh pinpointing the dog's location down by the gorge i think i'm not sure but it take was, take it away anna it yeah. was it
1: was was actually running down along by the gorge and um there was no way you would have been able to see it from the ground there was just too much leaves and and twigs and stuff around and a little tiny <laughs> a little, thing. A little a
0: bichon, bichon yeah a little bichon a little tiny white and dog there,
1: all you saw was a white dot <laughs> and Rudy said yeah we got the bugger <laughs> <laughs> and he goes yeah, yeah and he pointed to where the dog was and then uh, there was a group of people searching that went directly to where the dog was and got it uh, the other one was. That very- is hilarious
0: because most people put up some posters in their neighborhood and, and things like this. You know, Ed Learn's like, no, we need helicopters I mean- <laughs> searching for this dog. Which, <laughs> if you know really- Ed Learn and Bernadette, they love their dogs very much. <laughs> they do. And- they're, they're actual, uh, actually, past clients of the uh, Dog Academy, and they were great, great students when they were attending. Oh,
1: they're great people. They're yeah. really great people. I buy
0: all my vehicles from Ed Learn.
1: And he, hes he I don't know if he's actually retired now.
0: I don't know if he's completely retired, and I, I know he still owns the building.
1: That's cool. But
0: sold the dealership.
1: Yeah. God bless. That's exactly what they need to do. And the an, another really good one is just
0: dog just, rescue one. You got another dog rescue one?
1: Well, not a dog okay. Go with the one. Go one. with the one
0: that was just in your head before I interrupted you. The,
1: the, the, the funny one because you know it's about uh, the stupidity of criminals. So so, (laughs) someone decided to steal a tractor that was on the parks. They were doing some work in the the Niagara Parks. It wasn't a Niagara Parks vehicle. It was a contractor's, but they stole this tractor. Yeah. And
0: the criminals stole the tractor.
1: Over at the Whirlpool Golf Course. Yeah. Which is right beside our heliport. So, of course, (laughs) the parks police called and said, hey, can you look and see if you see a red tractor anywhere?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: we followed this person, whoever this brilliant mastermind of a, of a criminal was. <laughs> we, we just kind of used the helicopter to see where his movements are. He went and he abandoned the tractor under a giant tree thinking that you know he was going to go and and go and come back later. When yeah, I'll just
0: leave it burgers. here for now. I'll just leave, I'll it just here leave this me. tractor here for now.
1: <laughs> and I'll come
0: back and get it later when I figure out the rest of this shit.
1: <laughs> the funniest thing is that they, they they went and got the tractor and brought it back and they left the space there and this idiot came back <laughs> to get it yeah, he actually there was yeah. a police waiting for him when he came back to get the tractor i just kind of said well that was well thought out you're literally 20 feet from a
0: i mean this isn't something that he can just put in his pocket or you know steal some meat from a store
1: you know so i <laughs> stick this tractor. in my The so
0: tractor's kind of hard to hide <laughs> but look how great Niagara Helicopters has been, and how instrumental uh, you guys are in assisting with uh, solving, you know, crime.
1: It's and so. helping
0: with resolve uh, uh, crime situations.
1: It's. I think that is one of our key principles at Niagara Helicopters. Actually, is making sure that we provide the community that service. It's. Um, it's a service that we've done for years. I mean, Rudy started it. He. Um, he used to just call the, the police when he saw something going down and he'd say, hey, you need a helicopter? Um, they had poured a pad. If you go down to the gorge, you can actually see a pad down there where the helicopter can actually go for staging because we had so many people, and, and this, it's sad, but it's absolutely true. You know, you're going down the Cinderella steps that we used to call them the yep. Cinderella steps. You go down into the gorge and everything's all well and good. Until you have to get back up. Yes. And there's so many hazards down there. You break a leg or if you 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 know, break an arm you Don't fall. go down
0: alone. Don't go there alone, never, man. Don't do that.
1: Never. But people even do with your puppies, even just Yeah. There's a lot of people who go down just with their puppies. Yeah. And and
0: the I, dog can't carry you back up.
1: Exactly. And they're stuck. And there's like people that don't that can't make it back up that are are uh are Like, what are you going to do? So we provide this service where we actually get the, the paramedics down there, get them situated so that they can actually help them out, either help them out or we'll fly them out either way. So that pad is where our staging area is so that we can come in and help them. But the more dramatic things are when, you know, people actually fall in. And then we just had, um, not maybe a couple of years ago, guys stuck on the rocks people don't realize that you know the water level goes down during the evening comes back up during the day so somebody is you know trying to to and this is the gorge this is the gorge in the gorge Niagara gorge they stand on the rock they start fishing. All of a sudden, the water level comes up, and the rock that they're on is surrounded, and they can't get out. So we had a guy that actually fell.
0: It's like shit. What am I gonna do now?
1: Yeah, and he's holding on to the rock. Yes, yeah,
0: for dear life.
1: For dear life, it, absolutely. Because what are you gonna do? And um, and we were trying to get him out, and a firefighter was in there trying to get him out, and that firefighter actually broke from his from his tug. And um, it was really highly covered. City Hall gave him all kinds of accolades. This this poor young man started going down the Niagara River. And um, the Marine Unit, Niagara Park's new Marine Unit, was ahead of him trying to catch him. So the helicopter chased him to keep him in sight so that they could say, okay, where is he going, Which which direction. And he got out of there alive. So did the young man that was stuck on the rock so um things like that that just that just makes me you're, you're not sensory. just a,
0: you're not just a tourist attraction you're not just a helicopter ride
1: we try not to be <laughs> you know
0: it's a bigger picture here
1: we try not to be it's um, it's all well and good that's where our bread and butter is yep. we appreciate the tourists coming into town and they are lovely people. They love the tour. Everything is wonderful. But at the same time, I believe, and and our ownership all have believed for the since Rudy days that you got to give back too. Like this, the city really needs that kind of um, support, especially from the tourism industry. We gotta we gotta kind of be good neighbors more than anything, and that's our our key with that.
0: Now, what about stateside? What about across the ditch, Niagara Falls, New York, Buffalo? Has anyone reached out to Niagara Helicopters from, let's say, Buffalo or Niagara Falls, New York, and asked in for asked for any sort of assistance with any rescue operations or anything like that?
1: They they have in the past. There's, um, it depends on the timing. It depends on how much time they have. Unfortunately, because there is a sheriff's department over on the U.S. side that the New York State Police will call first and foremost because that's their police unit. Uh, but there's been times, I mean... Because
0: more than one set of eyes, right?
1: Exactly. Can really help
0: And having an extra helicopter in the air.
1: The, the most we do on the U.S. side is inform them. If there's something going on and and something doesn't look right, right there's, uh, you know, there's fire somewhere. That That's huge, by the way. We get a lot of that where you get brush fires. So um, we kind of point it Point them to the right direction, but um, and and
0: the the the, uh, the pilot who's taking tourists up in the helicopter would suddenly spot a brush fire and then report it.
1: Absolutely, this is how
0: it kind of falls into their hands. Absolutely, I mean you know luckily they they see that and then report it.
1: Both sides <clears throat> of the border because you don't want it getting out of control and especially if it's near any kind of residences, we keep an eye. We're the eagle eye in the sky. We always look and, and Love you it. know, see how everything is. We have people that call us on a regular basis and they'll say, how's the Rainbow Bridge looking right now? <laughs> we'll do Rainbow Bridge reports to some people. That, well, you know, it's pretty, pretty busy over coming into the U.S. You might want to go... Queenston or or Peace Bridge, helping with the traffic reports. (laughs) (laughs) We can anything that you can think of from the air, we can do. Yeah. So a lot of people take advantage of it. They kind of say, "Uh, maybe I'll just call my friends over at Niagara Helicopters and see if they can tell me what it's like over there. So yeah, it's kind of fun. There's uh, a few things we've actually seen people on the U.S. side. It's a little bit different. They um, there's a rock ledge over the American Falls and some people you know if they have mental health issues if they're you know beyond hope uh, they think that they're going to just you know walk out and then they're going to end their lives over in the fall.
0: Yeah they're going to jump from this this rock ledge.
1: And at a couple of times now we've had people walk to the ledge and change their minds. They look at it and kind of say, "Okay, maybe this isn't a great idea," but they're now stuck on the rock. Now they're totally afraid they, and they're frozen, so they don't know what the heck to do. We can help in that situation, but normally they um, they call in the their their sheriff's department. We'll call them and say, "There's there's a person on the rock over there." Most of the time, they yes, we're well aware because somebody on the ground has <clears> seen <throat> yeah. them, but. But um, yeah, we just keep an eye. That's that's a, a big part of it. Just keep an eye on the on the city and make sure that um, there's nothing untoward happening. That that kind of helps.
0: Anything substantial happened as far as rescues go this past summer?
1: Uh, not this summer, actually. This summer they've been um, it's been rather quiet, which is great because that that for us is uh, a good year. A lot of people got the message during COVID. A lot of people um, went online and they found this um, this thing called Whirlpool Beach. Right. So someone had tagged the Whirlpool area as a beach area. <laughs> so now they're allowed to go to a beach,
0: <laughs>
1: the beach. So
0: Whirlpool Beach, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Sure. Whirlpool, and it's it's a it's a whirlpool.
0: No such thing. No it's such thing whirlpool as Whirlpool beach. beach. No.
1: No, there is no beach there. Although there's a little craggy area that you can actually sit in, please don't because that water is so full of undertoes. So during that time, everybody was kind of looking for a place to kind of sit and just kind of chill and, you know, a beachy kind of area that they can have a little private thing. And it was just packed with people all the time. We had people coming into the heliport all the time saying, where's the squirrel pool beach? I see it over here. And it's like, yeah, do you people understand you're taking your life in your own hands here you might not want to do that and uh, they had people taking pictures of their kids standing up to their knees in the water in the whirlpool and now finally finally um that's come down because i think the niagara parks actually came in and, and got put their foot down put their foot down and said that's enough because there were so many people going down there and then that was a crazy year. We were getting phone calls all the time. Oh, my gosh, there's people down there, broken leg, and they fell on the, on the, the rocks. There was an oh, insane amount of, of action. So a nice, quiet summer is a very, very good thing.
0: You know, Anna I've often wondered, I, I, this has never come up in conversation before between you and I, but do you allow people to bring their dogs or animals on the helicopter when they take a ride?
1: We don't right now.
0: Service Um, dogs? Are service dogs welcome or not as of yet?
1: Not as of yet. They can. Um, The only problem is that we don't know how the poor dog is going to react. And a lot of people say, I really need my service dog. But in my kind of estimation, I am not sure how well trained that dog is. I don't know. Yeah,
0: and it's so loosey-goosey in Canada with service dogs.
1: And, And there's so many people that... That have the, you know, the, they just have the little, the yeah. little vest,
0: vest that they bought just, online. Yeah. You know, and, and often the dog is not even a legitimate service dog.
1: And they don't have the training. Even, like, they don't have the training to be able to deal with something like going in a helicopter. It's very, very noisy. And your your lovely puppies are are trained for that. How many are, right? Yeah. And then if they start panicking... That's our big problem. What happens if the dog starts panicking when they're in the air? And then it starts getting out of the their owner's arms. It starts to hit buttons. It starts to hit any kind of instruments that, yeah. that pilots need. And then we're in trouble. And that could be a big, big amount of trouble. So yeah. until we figure out a way to find out whether or not they are true service dogs. True yeah,
0: Or at least they have dogs. to have a certificate from the Dave McMahon Dog Academy that Which they've completed did. level one training.
1: That I would <laughs> actually accept 100% because I know every one of those lovely puppies that came in, they didn't move an inch.
0: Another thing <laughs> I wanted to ask you about is, um, is celebrities. Have you, have you had a lot of celebrities over the years?
1: Elton John kissed me on the cheek
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we, <clears throat> how long ago was that oh that was a long long time ago long long time ago that's, that's great I was kissable not no not oh so much come anymore. on but yeah he uh we we've had a few uh, lou frigno was my favorite actually had to have been you know the incredible Hulk. he had to have been the most lovely person i've ever met in my so they were
0: just on vacation down here
1: Um, Lou was here for the Comic-Con. Okay. For Comic-Con. So he came in and and the guys from Comic-Con, they'll, they um, ask all of the the stars if they want to do a helicopter ride and they bring them on over for us and we get to play with them a lot. So (laughs) that's our, that's our fun day when they all come by. Uh, But um, there's some that are just on vacation, like Emma Watson, you know, um, of Hermione. Yeah. She came for a ride. She, it was it was funny because they, we had to close the heliport down because this was the peak of the the Harry Potter time, and she had no that poor girl had no privacy in her life at all, at all. So um, she we had to kind of shut it down for her. He had um, Joshua Jackson. I I knew him from Dawson's Creek. No. Okay, <laughs> the actor. Yeah. The, the actor. Yeah. Yep. There's. There, that was just in the last few years, so yeah, we've had a few. We get to, we get to spoil them a little bit every once in a while. And lots
0: of VIPs and dignitaries, and
1: yeah, Kevin O'Leary came, and there was a few, yeah, dignitaries. We had, um, we have a. Uh, did our
0: prime minister take a ride up there yet?
1: He did <laughs> before he was prime minister. Okay, <laughs> he came in. We have his picture actually over the, the over our uh, on uh, our railway you can see actually actually see it but he was up with uh, with rudy actually he's a close person of course after that rudy said he was a close personal friend of of justin yeah <laughs> i said I, last time i talked to him i said do you want to give him a call and tell him there's a couple of problems <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> i love it he just kind of laughed about it
0: what is the price of gas for helicopter fuel
1: it, compared
0: to what we're paying to fuel our vehicles.
1: So jet fuel is a lot like kerosene. It's along the same consistency as kerosene. So it's not the same ox- oxidization and right all that lovely stuff. The octane is not the same. So for helicopters, when, when I first started, we used to get gray hairs when it was 36 cents a liter. Right. Now, if we could get it under a dollar... We're really happy. And that's for like fifty thousand to a hundred thousand liters every month or less. So yeah, <laughs> it's a big expense. Yeah, it gets up there, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a little bit trying over the last couple of years. That's everything's go,
0: everything's going up. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, speaking of going up, what height? Are they reaching when they're dry when the pilot's taking someone for a ride in the helicopter? What would you say the maximum height would be from the ground?
1: So over the falls it's extremely, extremely regulated by Transport Canada. There's only one route that anyone's allowed to fly. That's twenty five hundred feet there to the falls itself. That's above sea level, which is nineteen hundred feet above ground level. And then we do a turn over the falls and then come back at 3,000 feet, 2,400 feet above ground, coming back over to the heliport. So it's all very, very regulated, and we're all on a one-way pathway. And it's one of the only places where we actually have an agreement between Transport Canada and the FAA because we're in international airspace there, just along that line. Yeah. So... That is one of the few places where they had an, uh, a memorandum of understanding between the two countries, that both sides would actually stick with this routing that they did. So that's much higher than what normally helicopters can fly. Helicopters can fly a thousand feet above sea level, so they can fly very close to the ground, but our flights are a lot, lot higher than um, than what most are used to. So. A lot of people come in and say, well, can't you get closer? Can't you get closer? And the answer is no. <laughs> Not <allowed. laughs>
0: at all. I mean, you told me once upon a time. I can't remember what you had said, but I had asked you um, how much a, a helicopter's worth. Ooh. And you told me, <laughs> and I was like, what? And, and I'm just going to take a guess to see if my memory's okay. Did you say something like a million bucks?
1: Oh, that's, that That was a while ago. Okay. Because um, our current helicopters yes. that we're flying right now...
0: Which would be what, like manufactured within the last couple of years, maybe?
1: Yep, 2015. Okay. In, manufactured in 2015. Right. Uh, 3.2 million U.S. each.
0: 3.2 million U.S. dollars per helicopter.
1: <coughs> the, wow. The old ones, the, the older ones, you, you might be able to get... I used one for 1.4 million. If you're, if you're really really looking hard, but uh, that's about it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> needs it needs a paint job and uh, it's got a few clicks on it, right? But oh, yeah. one point one point four million, and that's for an old. That's probably for like like a two thousand, right?
1: Yeah, one of those. Oh, even yeah, yeah, even older than that. The
0: pilots to become a helicopter pilot mm-hmm. uh, is it a long process?
1: It's not a long process, but it is a difficult process to get up in your hours. For a helicopter pilot, for example, you can go in and spend the money and it's quite expensive. The last I heard, which I haven't been keeping track of it very much, but um, one of our pilots said that they had gone to $60,000 to get their pilot license. That only gave them 100 hours in the air. Now, for helicopter pilots, you're more—the more time you have in the air, the more chances of getting a job is. So, hundred-hour pilots are very, very um, difficult to hire. So um, they don't have enough
0: experience.
1: Not enough experience, especially in a, in an environment like ours, where we're constantly with people in the aircraft. Right? Yeah, you're There's constantly
0: people. going. It's an assembly line. Exactly. <coughs> Pretty so, much. <laughs> you have.
1: You have human life there, right? So you want to make sure that you have enough experience on those helicopters to make sure that, that people feel safe. So our pilots have to have 2,000 hours on their in the, the air in order to fly for us. The 100-hour pilots, they have a very difficult time finding jobs. So a lot of times they're kind of um, ground crewing for, for a few years. Some places they just... They just keep them on for room and board until, until they um, actually get, you know, comfortable around the operation. And then they'll give them a few hours here, a few hours there, until they build it up. Uh, but it's been really tough. And as much as everyone on the face of the earth knows the human resource problems that everybody's having, but for aviation pilots, airplane pilots, helicopter pilots... It's really tough finding people with experience now. Everybody is really struggling to find them, especially because we have so many of the pilots that are out doing the fires. Um, we got so many helicopters out that are um, fighting the fires out west and out east that there's not very many people out there. There's not very many people available out there. So it's a great job if you can get your hours up. Once you get your hours up, you're your guaranteed to have a, a great great position.
0: How, how many pilots do you have on staff?
1: We have 7 right now and then usually in uh, peak season we'll have up to 10. Um 3 of them will be uh seasonal workers that are just kind of working for us when they're on their off schedule if they're working somewhere else they'll come in and work for us a couple of days a week, but that's
0: Are another. you are you willing to reveal any wages? How much? How much?
1: Because actually, for the pilots. I was
0: just curious, what would a pilot earn hourly?
1: That changes. To
0: start, let's say.
1: Depends on, I mean, they could go anywhere from, um, you know, $30 an hour. To start. To start. But that, it's harder because it all depends on their experience level. When they start with us, if they're at the 2,000 hour level, it's, they're highly experienced and they're highly sought after. So That's right. Some so. of the guys are, I mean, we, I know one of our pilots that is working out in the bush. He's making $1,200 a day, a day. So Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that would be a really yeah. good thing. So, so where, so.
0: where's he working in the bush?
1: <laughs> He's up in Saskatchewan in the Northern, Northern, Northern reaches of, of Saskatchewan. And uh, he's working for a hydro. But for that, that is one of those, oh my gosh, I need... That's a dream
0: job, right? You dream said-
1: job for a pilot. But he's he's very highly skilled. He's got like 17, I don't know, 11,000 hours. I think 11,000 to 17,000 hours for some of these guys. So they're highly prized. Everybody holds on to them with their nails and their... In them the whole time, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it is insane.
0: Now, um, how long have you been with with the uh, the company? Uh, four, you said 40, 40. 40 years, right? What are you gonna do when you retire from this company?
1: I'm gonna come and work Cause, for you. Yeah, because you love dogs.
0: <laughs> you love dogs, I would right? I
1: Love to just spend some time with my puppies. I mean, but I you you puppies.
0: also you also enjoy karaoke. <laughs> I so, do. so you you gotta release an album.
1: Uh, no, you've got to cut an album or CD. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, I love music. I would I, honestly, I love to travel. Um, that's that's my my one thing is that I travel an awful lot for work, and I'd love to actually travel just for just to view things because I've seen more convention centers around the world than probably anyone in the in the entire country. <laughs> but looking outside of that convention center, I probably haven't seen half of the wonders that the, those towns have.
0: How many times have you yourself been up in the helicopter?
1: Ugh. Like tons? <laughs>
0: tons and tons? tons.
1: A lot more when Rudy owned the place because Rudy was always in the helicopter, and anytime I needed to ask him anything, I had to get in there to ask him.
0: Yeah, and you go for a little chat. You'd have like a flying We'd meeting. Have a
1: flying meeting. Yeah, jump
0: in. We'll fly, and we can talk while we're flying.
1: Absolutely. That I'm. I'm not even kidding. That was the only way that I could actually get him. <laughs> the only way to get him to pay attention to what I'm telling him because he was there was so many people. They wanted his attention on a regular basis. So, yeah, I got to fly over there a lot. Now I choose. And on a day like today, when all the fall colors are out, looks like the whole gorge is filled with fire. It's beautiful. Did you
0: ever have any scary moments on the helicopter where you're like, this thing's going to crash?
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, (laughs) it was my own fault. So so Rudy had um, the dual they're called dual instruments so he was in control of the helicopter but he let me take over just for a few minutes when early on he said let's see if you've got the touch to be a helicopter pilot so he said yeah you know just grab here and you know hold that and so i did (laughs) a lot of responsibility i pushed the i pushed it way too hard and too fast and did you
0: go dipping down or I don't know if that's the lingo we went dipping it. down
1: Psh, nose dive nose dive and then he <laughs> said okay okay he said you know he says you gotta be gentle with her you know like when with a baby you have to be really gentle he said helicopters are responsive you don't have to be so forceful and I was like that was the first time and the last time I ever took the controls of a helicopter I said nope that I saw the ground coming a little bit too fast
0: <laughs> Anna Thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure, Dave. Absolute pleasure.
0: Have yourself a doggone great day.
1: Thank you, you as well, my friend.
0: Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to me, Dave McMahon, on Unleashed on 4680Q.ca and 4680Q.com. Take care, guys.